0: You're listening to Decidedly Dry. I'm your host, Jess Steitzer. This is a sober podcast where we actually focus on the good. Amazing, right? We spark inspiration, we try to provide some hope, and we help motivate you. I promise to always keep it real, provide some dry humor, and remind you every single episode why sobriety is truly a superpower. If you'd like to learn more about the show or make a donation, just head on over to DecidedlyDry.com. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to today's episode. You guys, how are you doing? Seriously, I want you to pause for a minute. Whatever you're doing, take, take a deep breath and just be proud that you're taking time to do something for yourself, which is listen to this podcast. I'm super proud of you. All right, you guys. So today, what do I have for you? I bet you're so excited. It's a new episode and it is a unique one, one that is going to bless you with some very, very amazing and practical information that can benefit your health. Today's guest is Allison Jordan. Allison is the owner and founder of Better Belly. Therapies. She has a podcast. She is a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. Do you like how slow I had to say that? Those are some big words for your girl, Jess. So I wanted to make sure I got it right. Um, But she is a very knowledgeable human. And she is someone that is going through the podcast training that I am doing right now. And her and I struck up a conversation. We were talking all things podcast. And we started to have a really good conversation about how you know, or what kind of symptoms you might be experiencing if you need to focus on your gut. And it was really great because I think the information I was sharing about the sober community was equally enlightening for her. Um, I don't want to spoil anything because we really get into it into today's episode. Um, But... I think you're really gonna like this she brings a lot of information a lot of topics that we haven't hit on on this podcast so I'm thrilled to hear what your big takeaways are Um, I'm gonna have Allison's contact information some free free guides and other helpful links in the show notes below so do make sure to check those out after you listen And I just really hope that this episode blesses you and you have some wonderful, wonderful takeaways. Here is my chat with Allison Jordan. Well, hello, my sweet friends. Welcome back to the show. This is Jess with Decidedly Dry. And today I have a super, super special episode for you guys. I have Allison Jordan here. Hi, Allison. Hey, Jess. I'm so thrilled to have you as a guest because you are going to bring just some amazing information to my listeners and I just want to thank you in advance for taking the time today. I'm I'm super excited
1: to be on the podcast. It is I want to I want to just dump and bring some fresh fresh stuff to your listeners as far as everything health related and especially when it comes to sobriety and sober and alcohol all Yay.
0: that. Yeah. Oh, well I'm thrilled. So Before we get going and dive into all the juicy stuff, why don't you go ahead and just tell listeners who you are and what you do for a living? Yeah.
1: So my name is Allison Jordan. I'm a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, and I work with women with gut health problems primarily, and particularly bloating and constipation, who've done everything right. They've done the food sensitivity testing. They've taken out things out of their diet. They try to up their sleep hygiene, and they're still having problems. And so I, I'm I work with all the things that conventional doctors don't work with and I help people get better.
0: I love it. I love it. Oh, and I love when you can just tell that someone is so passionate about what they're doing and helping people feel good. I mean, that's what we want at the end of the day. Am I right? Yes, yes. Uh, I love it. Well, as you know, this podcast is primarily for women that are either kind of sober curious or they just removed alcohol or they've been sober for a while. But I would love for us just to dive in and kind of start talking about, you know, I mean, you can start wherever you want. We could start primarily with like, how do I know if I have gut issues? How do I know, you know, what does that feel like? What are some of the symptoms? And then kind of down the road, maybe we can kind of, you know, Pinpoint how alcohol might have kind of an effect on that as well. Sure, um,
1: the the first thing that everyone thinks of uh, when it comes to gut health, which is true, but not the only thing. But I'll start there. Is my gut doesn't feel good? The normal gut functioning, acid reflux, bloating, discomfort, quick feelings of fullness, like you're hungry but then you try to eat, but then you like don't feel like you can eat more, or you, you just eat and you still feel hungry, constipation, diarrhea, uh, just nauseous gas, all of those things are definitely gut health related. But some of what people don't realize that is gut health related are also skin problems like chronic acne, eczema, psoriasis, random rashes, uh, any type of sinus problems. So chronic sinusitis, chronic congestion, getting sinus infections more than once a year, Mm. even once a year is very, very common for, I mean, a lot of people who deal with that. And I don't just, just to take a moment there, maybe you have a listener who has that right. Um, People who have sinus sinus infections more once a year or more, um, UTIs once a year or more, there's a couple different categories of these things where most people don't get them like ever. Like I've had one UTI in my life. I've had no sinus infections, but if that's going on in you, there's actually a gut health component to that. And a lot of times we end up at different providers for different problems. So you go to your allergist for your gut health problems and you go to your... Dermatologist for your skin problems, but no one's connecting all the dots, mm-hmm. and you're actually just not even getting that much better. You just have a load of medication or lotions or or nasal sprays or oh allergy gosh. like antihistamines you're taking, but no one is saying it's all rooted together. And that is what I do. I actually people tend to come to me saying I've got health problems. I'm like, guess what? We're gonna get rid of everything. We're gonna fix everything because they're all connected.
0: Wow. Wow. And that gets expensive when you're venturing <laughs> out to all of these different people for something that maybe could be, I mean, I'm not saying that would be, you know, not expensive, but when you could just solve the problem with one person and kind of just simplify and get some answers. Wow. Saves that's a lot of time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Expensive,
1: both financially and time, time-wise. So, and as, as, as I don't know, are a lot of your listeners, moms, yep. moms, Career women, whatever you're doing with your time, you don't want to be doing it at 20 billion health practitioner offices. No,
0: we have no time. (laughs) We're too busy taking the kids to the dentist and the kids to their appointments.
1: (laughs) So how do we get ourselves Uh, to feel good with minimal effort, but maximum results?
0: Right, right, exactly. So walk me down that path. So let's say we have listeners that are feeling like they just heard that list and they're like raising their hand, like, oh my gosh, Allison, you just described exactly how I'm feeling. What would be their next step? Well, let me also
1: say this because I know what podcast I'm on, right? Mm-hmm. Decidedly Dry. Mm-hmm. And I love your mission. I love the women you're working with. And I've actually worked with women before. And the reason that I even thought I was even fit to come on here, because maybe a listener's like, "God help, this is strangely helpful, <laughs> but like, sober? Really? um, What is just doing? (laughs) Right. Because I have clients, I've had clients who when when I work with them and I run functional labs and I'm looking through their health history or their current diet intake, um, alcohol ends up being something that I'm asking them to take out. And I've had several clients go through deep, deep journeys of realizing, not even realizing, basically only realizing once they start working with me, Mm -hmm. I've got God, there's something, something with me and alcohol isn't, it's not normal just for me to, Oh, I'll just take it out. There's something extra going on and they've had to do a lot of digging there. And, um, and then I, and then they realized how much alcohol was impacting their health, not just Mm -hmm. because they were drinking it, but because they now see all their symptoms connected to it. So can I just tell a story of a client? And I think that would help people know where to start because I think the story is going to be huge. So I have a client and she's actually come onto my podcast myself and shared her story twice, which has been so awesome. Her name's Abby and she's a six figure business owner who has run ultra marathons. So she is, she's committed. She is a health person. She eats egg white omelets in the morning. And she came to me and she said, I can't, my energy doesn't last all day. I'm taking naps in the middle of the day. She, um, you know, just was having this puffy face and breakouts mm-hmm. and and sugar cravings. And she says, what is going on, Allison? I need you to come and just beat me with a stick and tell me to stop (laughs) eating sugar. And I said, you know what? I bet it's your gut microbiome. And so the first Mm. thing we did is we did testing. And when I say testing, I'm not talking about lab tests that your doctor does at the doctor office because those tests, they are often very different, lower quality, and they're not as sensitive, but that even the way that doctors interpret those tests can be very different. And so I said, I know you've talked to your doctor about these things. Her doctor had kind of written her off as perimenopausal, even though she was in her early 40s, which I just think was jumping the boat a little bit, mm-hmm. and did a lab test and found out she had several layers of pathogens, mineral imbalances,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: food sensitivities that were she had developed through leaky gut. And one of the things going on was wheat for her. And mm. when we had this discussion, this is where alcohol comes in. She said, Alison, I love beer. I'm like a <laughs> beer connoisseur. I love all the different flavors. I visit, I like drink beer on the weekends with my friends and we try different stuff. I live in a beer capital. Um re- this is a lot to ask of me. And I said, That's okay. Um, mm. do you want to get better? And she said, Well, you know, I'm doing all this other testing. And once we got the testing, that's step one. Step two is, is actually creating a plan that's mm-hmm. customized to her. And she said, you know, I'm not just hearing on some blog or some podcast like stop drinking beer or stop eating wheat, like these what I call generally healthy good things. Um, she said, I saw it on my lab report that she had an elevated Uh, result for wheat sensitivity. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but she also had elevated cholesterol and elevated liver enzymes, which some of your listeners might be more familiar with because that's linked to liver Mm -hmm. health, Mm -hmm. which alcohol and liver have a linking as well as several other things. But basically, Abby, my client, went through this long process as she was getting rid of drawing beer out. It was really hard. She felt like she lost a lot of friends, because they were like, why aren't you drinking beer with us anymore? Yeah. And she had to develop new friends and some new hobbies to work around alcohol. But at the end of our six months of working together, she said, "Alison, not only do I feel amazing, but there was this one time on her birthday where she drank a a, gla- a, a, a can of beer. Mm-hmm. She said, I felt horrible afterwards. <gasps> and I didn't realize that that's, that's how I felt all the time. But I because I felt that way all the time, I didn't realize when I drank it drank that beer that it made Mm -hmm. me feel bad or ate that piece of bread. Um, So I'm not actually here to talk about gluten because not everyone has a problem with gluten. And I'm super not into quote unquote, generally healthy (laughs) things. Like I really don't like them. Yeah, That's what gets people into feeling that they're failures in their health is because they read somewhere that, well, they should be vegan or they should be gluten-free or they should. And I'm like, no, get the testing is, is where I would start because otherwise you are wasting a lot of time, money, energy, and you're honestly developing a belief in yourself. If you aren't feeling better, you will develop a belief that you can't get better. Mm-hmm. And that's really disheartening and takes a lot of wind out of your sails. Yeah. You're like, why would I change if I can't? And so, um, at, at the end of all that, Abby said, "Allison, I'm so grateful to you because, I am not even interested in going back to beer, let alone Mm -hmm. alcohol. And part of it is because I feel better. And what I would really want for your listeners is that not only are they going through this internal change of why am I turning to alcohol, which is like your wheelhouse of helping them Mm -hmm. think through that and process and heal, but also as I step away from alcohol, making sure that they are able to do some really simple things specific to the liver To actually start feeling even better, not just like, oh, I feel better because I'm not, because I know I'm not relying on the alcohol, but I actually feel better because I'm helping my liver overcome years of whether it's alcohol um, or other toxins that have been burning the liver impacting health, which Mm -hmm. gets to, and if you don't mind me just like jumping forward on that, gets to how many things does the liver impact? How many things are we possibly talking about? that your listeners are experiencing of that laundry list of gut health stuff mm-hmm. I mentioned. So where does gut health and liver all all fit in? Um, so the liver is a filter for the body and your gut is where everything comes in that the liver is trying to filter out. So I'm a gut health specialist, but I talk about liver day in and day out. And it's the very first thing I work with, with a client after we have their lab testing, the very first thing is, Getting their liver healthier. And that is because the liver has an impact on your sinuses, which I mentioned, on your skin, on your brain fog or clarity of mind, on digestion, which is going to impact bloating, constipation, and diarrhea, on thyroid, because it converts 60% of your thyroid hormone into the active form. So you could have. Maybe you're feeling sluggish, and you're like considering, "Hey, I'm having gaining weight. I'm losing hair. Mm-hmm. Do I have hypothyroid symptoms, and or do I have hypothyroidism?" And your doctor says your hy- your thyroid labs look normal. Well, it, your liver could actually be the breaking point of where things are not functioning, and you're getting that sluggishness. So once you get off of alcohol. If your liver is congested enough, you will not get that rebound of like, oh, I suddenly feel better. Mm. You because you you've kind of I want you to imagine if you if you have a shower that the drain is starting to get clogged with hair. It's all the We call that the toxins, right? We can all hair relate, and all yep. the, right?
0: Right. <laughs> well, if you
1: turn off the shower head, great, you're not adding in more water and more things into the shower but it's still not going to drain or drain very well. You really have to go in there and grab that sucker and pull it out. Right, And that's what doing a liver protocol and a liver detox is how it's different. The the alcohol is part of what you're pouring into that bathtub. That's okay. that, That's going to lead you to an overflow or lead you to some more clogging, but it's the declogging portion that's going to open up all these pathways so that your skin and your brain and your thyroid and your your digestion and your sinuses, I haven't mentioned your hormones, mm. liver plays a huge role in detoxing estrogen, which is going to impact. If you can't detox estrogen, you're going to have problems with things like really painful periods, uh, tender breasts, really bad PMS. So that emotional fluctuation, irritability, I get clients who've come to me and I always ask them, what are your top five symptoms? And I'm like, I don't care what the symptom is. Tell me your top five.
0: Yeah.
1: It doesn't have to be just gut health. And and PMS and irritability are up there often. And I get these moms who say, I'm just, I'm so, I actually have a mom I'm working with right now. Her number one thing is I'm tired of yelling and blowing up at my kids. Mm. And she feels like it's her, and maybe there's something that like maybe counseling is great, but I work with a lot of women who like I do the counseling, I do the affirmations, I do the mindset. I got <laughs> rid of the alcohol. Why am I still blowing up? I'm like, well, yeah. your liver can't detox estrogen, and as soon as that starts unclogging, it they they're like, I don't even have to try so hard. I don't wow. have to try so hard. I don't have to work purely on willpower. I don't have to feel like I'm a failing mom as much. Um, and then the other thing, which we haven't gotten to, but I will mention now, is sleep. Mm-hmm. Your liver, and this was actually when I, when we were like, "Am I a good fit to come onto the podcast?" Uh. <laughs> we probably should have led with this. Maybe, right. maybe you're, hopefully, the listeners are getting excited. <laughs> I said, I said, Jess, one of the things that you know you, your liver needs some love is if you're consistently waking up between two to four a.m. and your eyes just got like Boing! super big. <laughs> I was like, "What did I just say?" Um. And I guess your listeners must know this. This is super interesting because I've never met anyone who's had this strong of an awareness of their sleep patterns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but waking up at 3 a.m. apparently is like a thing in the, the sober community. And what it has to do with your liver, if it can't, it has a lot of jobs. If it can't finish all them during your waking hours, it will turn on at night to catch up and your liver is huge organ it has a massive amount of blood in it and it has a it's a huge component of your metabolism so when it turns on it can actually just wake you up because your body thinks it's on but not only that that can be it on its own. <laughs> but secondarily, if you're getting waking up and you're sweating, it might not be every time and maybe it's never, but especially if you're w- waking up and sweating at that at that hour, it's because the liver has 13% of the body's blood in it at any given moment and that blood <laughs> heats you up. It's like pushing it through the liver and you just wake up sweating because because you've got a massive amount of blood moving through you. And so you're not you're not going through some weird menopause in your twenties or thirties <laughs> or forties. It is, it's your liver. And if you clean that liver up and we're talking about, again, you might have this symptom even being one month, two month, three month, three years post sober, you could still have the symptom just because the liver needs some direct love and care.
0: I like want to give a standing. o. I want to clap like from all, from all the top row. Um, that right there. I'm so glad you said it. I was like, get to the sleep part, get to the sleep part. Not that everything else wasn't fascinating and amazing. I think like my jaw was just hanging open when you mentioned all that stuff, uh, when we initially spoke, but man, that 3am like correlation or that when you mentioned that, I think we both kind of had that moment. Cause like you said, it was kind of like, wow, wait, wait, I've never talked to someone that has like had that kind of reaction and agreed with, you know, not agreed, but been able to give me such a real life example because we in the sober community, sorry, folks, I'm speaking for all of us, but especially me. I mean, that was it. I was waking up at 3 a.m. Every morning, and I was waking up hot, no blankets on, I'm sweating, I'm walking to the fridge to just take a drink of whatever was in there. And I'm just, oh, I just must run hot. I must just not be sleeping well. I'm a mom, you know, like I'm tired. I'm thinking about things. I've got the to do list. And then and once... you'll do and Your brain will do that when yeah. you wake up. Like if you're awake and you're a mom and
1: you got the to do that, like your career woman, whatever you do, like you'll think about stuff. So then, yeah, totally. you think it's your, you think it's your thinking.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, especially for us that we're questioning our relationship with alcohol, it was never the alcohol, you know, we're kind of, we're thinking about it. But we're like, well, that can't be it. You know, no, I just, I'm a busy mom. And when I personally removed my, my wine, my drink of choice, I was sleeping phenomenally. I wasn't waking up. My face wasn't so blotchy and red. It looked slimmer. It wasn't as bloated. Um, There were so many things and benefits that I started recognizing that were things that you just listed too, which was fascinating for me, you know, when you can kind of put two and two together. So yeah,
1: my client, Abby, when, um, when I was working with her, it was like really early on in the pandemic in 2020. And she said, she's like, I'm getting all these compliments on my Zoom calls, <laughs> you know, a massive amount of Zoom calls, I'm getting all these compliments about how good my face looks. Right. Because, you know, no one could see her losing weight. No one could see, you know, <laughs> anything else really improving. But she's like, oh, your face looks really good. Cause and the puffiness is this systemic the 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 phrase, the fancy phrase is systemic inflammation. Hmm. So it's just your liver can't can't clean everything. The the alcohol is blocking. This main detox pathway called the aceta uh, or the aldehyde, mm-hmm. that the aldehyde enzyme works, which is where you get acetaldehyde, which is that why you feel like hangover and stuff. But Got even it. if you don't get to hangover level, if, if your liver can't catch up, your face just is going to puff up mm. like a little, little puffy thing and you'll be waking yeah. up and. Increased likelihood of having bloating and gas, increased likelihood of of skin stuff going on. And this won't be for everyone because it kind of depends on everybody's kind of genetic makeup on how the body will express these liver difficulties, but
0: this is a big chunk of them. Mm. The other big one that you mentioned was the brain fog too. And a lot of us in early sobriety really pinpointed the, oh my gosh, you know, like I'm just, I'm clear-minded. I feel like I have removed that fog. I can like, it's almost like a weight has been lifted. I can think clearer. I can be patient with my children. I can, I mean, the list just goes on. And I love that you told that story about your client who was very kind of short and angry, not angry, but yelling at her kids and all of that. And like, That's one thing that we notice too, when you just kind of pause and you remove a toxic substance, something that you can't stop thinking about too in the moment, then it's like, oh my gosh, wait, I suddenly have patience. I suddenly am getting good sleep. Like it's just kind of this ricochet and you don't want to go back to the before. So I'm so glad that you mentioned all of that. Yeah. Uh, Okay. What else do we have? Oh my gosh, there was so much in that. I'm just like, how do we even top that? That was so beautiful and so great. So Back to kind of before we kind of dove into all this, people that maybe you're kind of thinking, well, gosh, how do I get help with my gut health? Like I know you personally can help them. So even if you want to kind of let people know what you do with your clients, what those first steps are, what does that look like?
1: Are you talking about with the liver? Yeah. Um, well, or just gut or health or anything, health. you know,
0: if they were like, okay, I think I really want to talk to Allison about this some more. Like what would she do? What could it, what would my treatment or my plan look like? I'm sure it's unique to everyone, but what sure. would be that first step? So we, in my foundations program, which is the main way that I work with
1: people, it's a six month program of working with me one-to-one. We have four foundational functional labs that we run that are again, different than what conventional doctors are running. Cause I- promise I'm not going to make you do something that you've already done before. <laughs> we look at hormones, food sensitivities, gut health, like pathogens, um, you know, H. pylori, candida, whether or not people are familiar with these terms or not, uh, we're looking for them. Uh, wheat sensitivity. Um, and then we're also looking at mineral mineral health. And, mm-hmm. and mineral health becomes really important to liver and alcohol as well, because anytime you're dealing with chronic inflammation and chronic stress from the inflammation, then the body's going to be depleted of minerals. So you're going to have problems with chronic like thirstiness and, and just fatigue and potentially brittle, brittle, ha- brittle hair and nails, um, thinning hair, things like that. Can all be connected to lack of minerals in the body. So we do those four tests. I create a customized health plan that lasts those six months. So, and the the whole point of that is that you are not one of the things that I see, and one of the problems that was that I had in my health and that many of the women I'm working with in their health is that they've been kind of one stepping it at a time. So while I'll take out alcohol. But if you don't also address, if you have a parasite in your gut, when you take out alcohol, there will be some improvement, but you will not feel amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. If
1: you take out gluten, if that's a problem for you, but you have H. pylori in your gut, with it, which is a pathogen, it's a bad bug that that lives could live in the stomach and mess with things like your stomach acid levels, then... You are you're going to get rid of gluten and have maybe feel a little better, maybe not at all, because you really want to address everything all together. Mm. So I will say, if you have a listener who, um, for for your community, some people are not going to need that much like change that I'm talking about here, because if you're talking about a woman who when she gets off alcohol, she, it's like night and day everything kind of goes back to where to normal she feels really good awesome but if she gets off alcohol and there's definite improvement but she still feels like wow I never f- I don't feel like the way I did pre my first or second or third child or mm-hmm. or I've always had gut health problems and I and I definitely feel better now but I still I'm back to like my normal weirdness <laughs> Um, sometimes I find people say that alcohol or things like caffeine, whatever substance they're using, Oh, it helps me poop. Or it it like has some like offset Mm -hmm. improvement of things that it makes them like actually feel better temporarily, even if it's harming them long-term. So those people, you're going to want to do a whole bunch of testing. That's like really focused. I create that customized health plan. So they get really fast change right away. And in that health plan, we're looking at everything from diet to immune system health to leaky gut support to uh getting rid of pathogens, pathogen protocols. We're looking at heavy metals. We're looking at nutrient statuses. Are you deficient in certain nutrients like b six vitamins, b twelve vitamins, uh, you know sodium, potassium, calcium, all these different things that that are impacting your overall just experience of your body. Like, yeah. do you feel vibrant? Do you wake up with energy? Do you do you have energy consistently throughout the day? And as moms, we might feel like, no, I don't. But we then say it's because my kids are running me ragged or I'm not sleeping through the night. And there's definitely factors of that, but it can be massively exacerbated by ongoing issues, pathogens, mm-hmm. heavy metals, et cetera, in the body. So I take them through that process on a step-by-step basis, which initially can feel really long to people. People are like, well, I want to kill the candida right away. <laughs> By the way, candida, if you drink a lot of alcohol, you are set up to have a candida overgrowth. It's a natural yeast that grows in the mm. gut. Um, and we, when we're balanced in our microbiome, it—it it is... It's in healthy levels, but it feeds on things like carbs and alcohol.
0: Mm.
1: And so, uh, carbs and alcohol just send it out the wazoo, which is part of how you're going to actually get carb cravings when you have too much candida. So, sugar cravings, you'll crave alcohol, you'll crave um, bread and potatoes and and potato chips and anything carby and starchy because that pathogen will send little signals to you and Mm. say, feed me, I'm hungry. And we interpret that as I have a craving. You don't have a craving. The pathogen has a craving and it's sending signals to you, which it has the potential to do through through endocrine. We call them hormones. Mm-hmm. It'll send little hormone seg- signals to your gut, gets absorbed to your gut, gets sent through your nervous system. We call it the neuroendocrine system, which is, and I'm using these fancy terms, hopefully not freaking any of your listeners out and they're like stopping. <laughs> they like, can't handle this. But just to say my client, Abby, who came on and said her primary thing is she wanted me to basically beat no sugar into her. And I said, Abby, we don't have to do that. I just have to get rid of the sources of inflammation. Yeah, I'm not going to talk with you. Uh, I'm not going to beat you about sugar. Yeah, And she's like, no, no, do it. I'm like, look, you are an ultra marathon runner. If you're a mom, if you are taking care of other human beings and keeping them alive, if you're holding down a job, you have enough willpower. You just have something hijacking your body, right? Yeah. And so um, getting rid of the candida and then, and then letting the body do its thing because your body is an intelligent creature it's an intelligent being on a cellular level Mm -hmm. it knows how it wants to function if you give it the raw material to function and remove barriers to it healing it will heal we let the body do the rest of that and that's Mm -hmm. kind of that six month process
0: there and and you just get a totally different different person on the other side of it wow I love that so much. And I also love that you pointed out too, because a lot of my listeners, you know, they'll cut through alcohol, but then they start experiencing those sugar cravings Mm -hmm. and the food cravings and all the things. And it's like, you know, in the beginning, I am very much a fan of, Hey, you're removing something really important. And this is a big deal. Like do what you need to do to survive. But in the long run, like as we start building up those days, it's kind of like okay, now we need to cut back on this a little bit or replace it with this. And so I wonder if you could speak to, you know, when someone removes alcohol and in their head, they're thinking, oh, I fixed my liver. You know, I'm good to go now. Like what happens to your gut and your liver? Like how long is that process if you're still feeding it with junk and other things that are not helping your system? Can you speak to that a little bit? It can vary a
1: lot. And I've alluded to this. If you get a woman who goes off of or a man who goes off of alcohol and they really bounce back, I'm not going to be like, oh, you actually need to like, no, you're fine. But it can depend on how resilient your body is just inherently. How many Things you came in, how many things was going on in your body when alcohol was introduced? So maybe it was postpartum and you never really healed postpartum. Postpartum was super depleting for you. Um, And we don't talk about this a lot in society, but now- Maybe it's a year, Maybe you never felt better postpartum. And I don't care how many years you are postpartum. I work with moms who are 20 years postpartum and mm-hmm. feel like it all started with that fourth kid or the se- third kid or the second kid that they had that their health just declined. And then you introduce alcohol. You're going to have to both remove the alcohol, but still deal with that chronic depletion that was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that would be a longer journey because it's not just about the alcohol at that right. point in time um maybe you have somebody whose alcohol's been a part of their journey and they they're they've gotten sober they're getting sober but they also have heavy metals in their body they also have um to have a history of taking medications that medications are often very burdensome for, to the liver because the liver has to detox them mm. and this is not to say don't ever take medications i'm not saying this at all but ibuprofen The birth control, these all we know through research are actually burdensome to to the liver. So a woman who's been on the the pill, maybe since she was a teen, just because Mm. her acne was so bad or her PMS was so bad, that looks back to a very long history and says, since you were a teen, your health has not been optimal. So Mm. we are no longer talking about liver. Um, If it's And then, and then you could also consider quantity of alcohol because there could be a a ratio and then, and how long were you, were you overdosing a low amount, but for 10 or 20 years could be very different than were you drinking too much alcohol? And I'm sorry, if overdosing maybe isn't the right word, is that um, okay. Like um, maybe binge drinking or
0: something if they're, yeah, just
1: drinking more than for your community. um, And I'm actually not as familiar with the sober community. So, um, or sober curious. So. Definitely anybody listening, correct me in your heads, but um, you're drinking more than you want to, for example, and that could be a small amount or any at all, whatever it is Um, for a long period of time, that's going to be a lot of burden Um, or maybe it's a short period of time, but it's really intense. Um, You know, where you're passing out, when you're drinking, it's multiple times a week, things like that. I've worked with with people who that was like their freshman year of college. They stopped drinking their freshman year of college because it was so bad and they haven't had a drink since, but they come to me and all their symptoms started their freshman year of college and i'm kind of helping their body rework and unwind it's that unplugging of that of that drain that i mentioned at the beginning of the episode that we're talking about and some people will bounce back and some people will not and it depends on the alcohol It depends on who they what where their body was when they started drinking and what they've been exposed to overall as far as
0: other toxins mm, i love it So interesting. Oh my gosh. Well, I think I hit all the questions I was going to ask you, but if there was anything else alcohol related or something that I missed that you would like to share, this is your opportunity, sister. If you wanted to share anything, I definitely am going to have tons of links in our show notes so that people can get a hold of you and learn more about what your program is all about. And I'm sure, do you have any free guides or anything that you would like to share about?
1: Yes, I love the liver so much and it is it is actually super super attainable to help. Like you don't need lab testing. Like maybe you know your cholesterol's high or maybe you know your liver enzymes are high, but you don't need lab testing to safely and effectively help your liver. So I have a free total liver support guide that I offer to my anybody And Anyone and everyone. So if you go to betterbellytherapies.com slash liver, and I will share that link with you so you can have it in your show notes, but it's betterbellytherapies.com slash liver. I have a free protocol that people can download and look at. How do you support your liver? It involves things like castor oil packs and coffee enemas and a couple key supplements. And it can be really simple. Very fairly low cost for a huge amount of impact. I get clients. I had a client come in recently um, who who's a mom and she's in the health field. She tries to do things like yoga and eat healthfully. And she had gotten COVID about six months prior to coming in to this appointment with me, and her her energy was tanked, mm. and she was just asking me like, I've tried everything. I'm not feeling like I can't take care of my kids. I can just go to work and do some minimal kid stuff. And then I'm out and I'm, and I'm so sad. I'm missing all this time with my family. And I said, let's just do a liver protocol because COVID is so draining to the body Hmm. that, that let's just, let's just clear up your liver. And literally then she came in two weeks later and she was a totally different person. Oh my Um, and so, all that to say, get the liver protocol, even if you do one third of it, you know, even if you do any of it, that for whether that's cost prohibitive or time or focus, I just put a bunch of resources in there. and I hope it super blesses your audience as they're on this healing journey. Um, and if they want to work with me more, I have even information in that in that resource of, hey, here's how you can work with me more or um, just get any other resources they're looking for in terms of optimizing their health and overcoming gut health
0: problems. I love that. I love that. And the one thing I want to mention before we wrap up and say our farewell was that Allison has a podcast, which is incredible. I can't believe we're coming to the end and just now mentioning it, but She has a podcast called The Better Belly Podcast, and I actually listened to an episode on my run today, and it's just packed with information and fascinating facts and has been super fun for me to just switch it up and kind of, you know, we love our sober podcasts, but sometimes even with reading, you need something different and so if you're looking for something fresh in your ear i would definitely encourage you to give it a listen and i'll have it linked in the show notes below i keep pointing down like my listeners can see my show notes like right down here guys right down here pointing down and pointing down in, we're the, pointing <laughs> down. in, in, our, in your minds <laughs> <laughs> oh i love it well allison thank you so much for taking the time i know that this episode is going to bless so many and that there was so much information that is just going to make a difference in a lot of women's lives that listen to this. So thank you. Thanks for having me on. Bye. If you'd like to learn more about the show or make a donation, you can head over to decidedlydry.com. If you enjoy the show, the best way to support it is to subscribe and to leave an awesome rating or review over on Apple Podcasts. It's sure been a treat spending this time with you. And just remember, If the only thing you did today was stay sober, you are winning. I'll see you next time.